Hi, this is Andrew Berman. I'm the division head of pulmonary and critical care medicine at Rutgers New Jersey Medical School. And today we're going to be talking about vaping and the pulmonary consequences of vaping. So it's actually quite an epidemic. Nationwide, there have been over 800 cases of vaping-associated lung injury to date, with over a dozen confirmed deaths. And what's alarming about this is that, number one, we do not know the cause, and I'll touch on that in a second, but it's also something which is affecting younger adults. Two-thirds of the cases are in individuals less than 34 years, and about 16% are less than 21 years old. So it really is a topic of pressing concern. The mechanism behind what's gone on to explain the pulmonary consequences of vaping is really not clear. There's no one specific substance or product that has been linked with all the cases, though investigations continue on and we're learning more from the New York Department of Health. Some cases have been associated with vitamin E acetate, and I think we'll come to learn that a lot has to do with some of the oils in these substances, the Oils are part of the e-liquids, or what gets heated up to produce the aerosol in e-cigarettes. And one of the reasons why I could say that we're unclear of what a common cause is is because we've been seeing different types of lung injury. We've seen something called acute eosinophilic pneumonia, and we've seen lipoid pneumonia and diffuse alveolar damage organizing pneumonia, different pathologies suggesting that there may indeed be different mechanisms. The concern about the consequences of ongoing vaping is really specifically two. One is the ongoing lung injury, and that's really increasing at a rate that is quite alarming. And the other is the population of individuals that are being affected, that is our younger adults. The observations that have been made in a few different studies over the past couple of years is that individuals who are in middle school, high school, college age students view e-cigarettes as not nearly as harmful as traditional cigarettes, and in fact, some consider it to be a low-harm behavior, and even more consider it to be somewhat or not at all addictive. So. We're having a setup here for younger people who are going to be using e-cigarettes and vaping more, facing potentially dire consequences. And one of the other parts of this story, which is an important part, but is being somewhat shadowed by the serious lung injury that we've been seeing, is the concern that since e-cigarettes often have nicotine in the e-liquid, that we're going to be producing another generation of tobacco users when up until recently we've made tremendous progress in reducing the number of tobacco users. It's very important for pediatricians and all healthcare providers and anyone else really commenting about vaping and e-cigarettes that there be a consistent message. And really, it should be to avoid vaping and e-cigarettes. So. The first step, I think, is unifying the medical community and saying that these devices should be avoided. And also to really make mention that 
the devices should not be modified in any way to those who are using them because we're just not sure of what the mechanism is for vaping-associated lung injury, and they should not use it. And if they are using it, in addition to discouraging that use, it's certainly the devices should not be modified. But one of the important steps that pediatricians should do is really engage children at really any age in discussion about the harms of vaping. And this should take place as young as children who who are in certainly entering middle school as young as perhaps 10 years of age, where there should be questions in any doctor's visits about, have you heard of vaping? Do you know what a Juul is? Do you know anyone who uses e-cigarettes? Anything that promotes a conversation where an opportunity will be created to discuss the health risks of using e-cigarettes and to advise people not to use it. And, And parents should be involved in these same discussions. In addition to steps that pediatricians can do, I I believe schools can do more also. Schools are are where the children are. They're in the school environment far more than they're in the medical environment. And schools really need to do more to take an active role in discouraging the use of e-cigarettes and discouraging vaping. The takeaways I would leave are, one, that e-cigarettes are not safe and that e-cigarettes and vaping is associated with an acute lung injury, which can be life-threatening, and that message needs to be passed along to parents and kids. The concern that the use of e-cigarettes may lead to a new generation of smokers, and really impress upon all that we're having an epidemic here, and parents and schools need to be at the center of a response. Thank you for listening to this podcast.